Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm gonna hit the town. Yeah, I'm gonna make some noise. I'll push past the This stupid card, so too slow, card reading too slow. I swear to Christ, this is a good card. We just bought this little read SD card, and now we're talking, and then I'm just testing it out. It goes, this card is too slow. First of all, it's a card. How can it be slow? It doesn't move. It's on a tape deck. This isn't an 8-track. This isn't a cassette. It's just sitting in the box, not doing it. It's not moving. Woosa. I'm trying to calm down, but this is irritating. Every time Would I'm trying to... Just what? start the podcast. Oh, um, welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast, live from the KGXT studios, broadcasting from Central California, 200 feet below occupied California. Brought to you by Loud Trouble LLC, big city movers, old school technology. Oh, you almost forgot. <laughs> almost. I got it, though. I said it. I, uh, there's just a momentary pause. <laughs> Before we go anywhere today. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. We're going to arbitration. For what? You know Breach of contract. This was gonna be a happy podcast and now it's still gonna be happy. Happy for me. Okay. No, 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 it's breach of contract. What? We that you know what? This is why we should make notes what we're gonna talk about. Cause then I I I I I No, this was unprepared. You are not supposed to be prepared for arbitration. I would like to have my my rebuttal prepared i don't even know where you're okay go what's your arbitration first of all arbitration about what leaving your dirty clothes on the floor of the bedroom oh my god that was in it that was in the contract okay that first of all i remember the contract it even though it was really a long time ago i do remember wait it. a long time ago yeah when's our anniversary um april tw- uh, um it's tw- 30th, tw- 30th oh you were it's so lucky okay and uh and where are we now well july the end of july it's almost three there. months August. school's almost started so three months school starts in two weeks you might as well call it september you you didn't even make it three months yeah what what do you okay go ahead let's hear your bitching and complaint what you were supposed to Pick up your laundry off the floor and put it in your laundry basket. Okay. That is fundamentally not true. The contract said I wasn't supposed to put my clothes on the dirty floor at all. They were supposed to go in the hamper. So you've already started off not even quoting yourself right. Doesn't matter. Okay. Is it making it in the hamper? Yeah. When? Well, sometimes you do it. Oh, that's not what counts. You are supposed to pick it up. The only time... Okay, there's two occasions. Oh, there's two. Your Honor. Yeah, Your Honor, I'd like to submit as evidence. There's two occasions when the dirty clothes don't get into the hamper directly. One, when the hamper's not there. 
That's one. I throw them in the corner where the hamper usually is. That way they're in the correct spot. If there's no hamper there, I can't help you with that. Sorry. Now, when the hamper gets there, I'm more than happy to pick it up and put it in there. There are two laundry baskets in our bedroom. No, there's not. There's one in the bedroom for me and there's one in the closet for you, even though you put it on my side of the closet. Thing. Doesn't matter. You can't open the door and put it in the laundry. I don't get undressed over there. I get undressed on my side of the bed and I parade myself from my side of the room all the way across the bedroom, all the way through the bathroom. Then I get in the shower. I'm not doing that carrying clothes. It's a little bit of a show. I, I can't be. So careful. when the laundry basket comes back, do you pick it up and put it in there? Well, now to be oh, fair. Oh, wait. To be fair. Yes or no, it's, Senator. It's when I get, when I notice that the laundry hamper is there, the clothes are always back in it because you don't set the dirty, you don't set the hamper on top of the pile. You put them in there. Now that's on you. I would gladly do it, but you don't set it down and walk away. So what happens to the pile that's sitting at the end of our bed? Okay. Now I said there was two occasions to, to talk about this. The, here comes That's the my second. second evidence. Okay. Now the... the uh, here we come. Here comes the bullshit. I can feel it now. I'm picking I, my feet up off the floor. <laughs> Sometimes I get ready for bed and I toss my clothes where my boots go by the, at the end of your hope chest. And then you can't see it because you're in bed. I go to bed way after you. And in the morning when I get up, I pick them up, put them in the hamper. No, you don't. So you don't even know that they're down there. No, you don't. It's not even a thing for you. No, you don't. No, I don't. What? You don't pick them up the next morning and put them in the hamper. Do you have any physical evidence of this? Do you have any proof at all? I have pictures. Cockamamie story. You don't have pictures of dirty clothes. Bullshit. Your piles of clothes. Show me. You're full of And then you have clothes underneath your desk. The, I do not. You had socks under there? One time I had socks under what? my desk. One <laughs> ah, time. Ah, well, you know, one some time. years of marriage, socks one time. One time. Mostly it's my boots that are under there, and that's only if I kick off my boots while I don't want to get up and I'm watching TV. Uh, Big deal. Things have got to change. You know what? You, you, you take this to an arbitrator. I dare you. I'm going to win this. Oh, God. No, I don't Seriously so. going to win this. Okay, move on. Whatever. <sighs> I don't even know how to move on anymore. There's so much there's so much wrong. You've ruined the podcast. You started this off in a bad way. I haven't ruined anything. You have been confrontational. You've been argumentative and didn't even give me I'm a representative of all wives out there. Oh, bullshit. We all suffer. You don't. You know what? You Be thankful. Here, I'm going to say something very sexist, all right? Be thankful, you ladies. Be thankful that we let you live in our world, okay? I know you guys want, I know you guys want equal opportunity and equal oh, pay. Man. It's too bad we own everything. All right? Now, go ahead. So it, you know what? You're so lucky that we allow you to even say that. <laughs> I got that from a comedian. He goes, yeah, you can have all the equal rights you want. You can have all the equal pay you want. We still own everything. Now, that's a good Well, line. if you guys were so goddamn perfect, yeah, God well. wouldn't have created woman after you. Yeah, I'm not sure how to answer that. Yeah, that's what I thought. So um, why don't you tell the wonderful people at home about our solar panel situation? All the solar panels are up, working, and accounted for, generating electricity, all 45 panels. You're welcome, America. And why did we have to have them come out and check? Because we couldn't find the, the sub-panel. And, the little, the little and how long was that going on? Well, that okay. I don't understand that because that was a little white panel. It looks like a, it looks about the size of a, a cable um, box. Like the well, no, it's the the sprinkler box, like a sprinkler yeah. box. And it's always been 
on one wall of our inside of our garage, and this is how you monitor your solar panels. This is how they monitor our solar panels. And how long ago did they put that in in the garage? Nine <laughs> years ago, I think, when they first installed. Anyway, uh-huh. every time we went to do something over on that side of the garage, we always had to be careful of this box and move it around and keep it up. To, you know, it had to stay connected to the internet. It had to be plugged in. And then I went to look for it like three months ago, and I couldn't find the box. Correct. And I brought. The, I brought Gen Z kid over with all of his friends and ripped that entire side of the garage down to nothing. <laughs> I know. It took three hours to disassemble it. And then we found it. And then guess what? No box. And there who no, found it? There was no box there. So then we put, well, you're jumping the story. We can just go to the end of the story. All right, we found it. Just Not go ahead. As interesting as the way I was telling it. Continue on. We spent three and a half hours ripping out that side of the garage, four hours putting it all back together because there was no box there. So we just cleaned everything up and reorganized throughout the junk. The kids were mad. I paid all the kids for helping, but the goal of finding this box was their main thing all day and they couldn't find it. So three days later, we have, we tell the solar people, come out and give us a new box. And he comes out and he goes, why do you need a box? Your box is just not working correctly. We can update it with software and get it going again. I go, yeah, great, but we can't find it. He's outside of the house. (laughs) He's not inside the garage. He's outside the garage by our electrical panel. And he goes, it's right here. Oh, and I no. said, "There's nothing. That's just a. That's a." He made a, us feel so stupid. Well, there was a. He was a. The white box was inside of a gray box. Right. And he goes, "Do you know what this is?" And now, what am I going to say? It's my house. I can't <laughs> say no. I don't know what this big gray box bolted to the side of my stucco is. So I went, "Yeah, it's part of the solar stuff." Duh. He goes, "Do you know what's in it?" I said, "If you tell me the little white box, I'm going to shit a purple Twinkie." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, little white box in here." I go, "When did it get moved?" He goes, "How would I know that?" But it did, because you even know that that little white box was inside of our garage for years. Yes, it was. And then all of a sudden now... Because I remember the solar guy coming out to check on him, and he had to be in the garage with his laptop and connecting it. You were working at the time, so I know that it was in there. I do too. And then all of a sudden, on the outside of the garage, I look stupid. And when the kids that were helping that day found out... Oh, man. That it was on the outside. They're like, are you kidding? We went through all that and it was on the outside the whole time? Yeah, but the garage got cleaned. The garage, well, that part did, It got all straightened up and everything. It was beautiful. So, uh, yeah, so the solar guy says, okay, well, the box will tell me how many days it's been offline. Oh, God. And for every day that it's been offline, it takes an hour to update. I said, well, how long is this going to take? He goes, it's going to take 30 days. I go, wait, What? He goes, it's a, wait, it was an, a day, a day of disconnect is an hour. I go, that's 24 hours is 24 days. And he goes, yeah. I said, so you tell me this thing's been offline for like 800 days? He goes, yep. <laughs> so it, it took, it, he goes, this is the longest I've ever seen one update. It Congratulations. Was, yeah, set a record. So, uh, so, so he did, it came back mm-hmm. and he goes, okay, your panel's working. You don't need to buy a new panel, which saved us a grip of cash. Mm-hmm. He goes, but some of your panels are disconnected. Um, they're not working. So he climbed up on the roof. And he just found there was a, a wire problem, like something came unplugged, either an animal or the kid or, you know, the wind or something. He plugged it back in. There was now 17 panels that were disconnected, and now they're working. 
And, uh, and our house just went. <laughs> <laughs> a little surge went through the house. Yeah. I don't know how. All the lights got brighter. <laughs> everything. It was amazing. So uh, he found the panel on the, on the outside of the house when we know for a fact it was on the inside. Neither one of us can remember when they came no. and put it on the outside, which is shitty of us as parents and homeowners. And we don't know how long the panels have been disconnected. It could have been a couple days or it could have been four years. Exactly. So now we have all of our panels working again and everybody's happy. And we added a studio to our electrical bill. We have a studio (laughs) with air conditioning and lights and microphones. Uh, now, so now I'm glad we got those 17 panels back because we're going to use them up. That's just for the studio. <laughs> All right. So I don't know what the point of your question was because you know it's going to make me look bad as a person. No, like a I just think it's hilarious that that happened. Ah. So last podcast, we talked about that our our daughter's car got stolen. Yeah. So why don't we give everybody an update where we're at well, with that? Okay. She, uh, car stolen, got recovered. We told that story. But I can't believe that she she's now turning into mm. the daughter that I don't like. Why? What do you mean? She's turning into that kid that we make fun of other parents about. Where where, when you and I are done, we're like we're driving home, going, "Oh my god, I'm glad our kids aren't like that." She's turning into that. Oh, I need more information on that. Okay did Did you hear me yelling at her or yelling with her the other day on the phone? No. She goes. She calls me and she's like, "Okay, so the car got towed over to the the place where they're going to repair it. They're doing the body work. They're replacing, fixing the steering column where the ignition was knocked out. They're putting a new piece of glass. Blah blah blah." I said, "Yeah, I got you." She goes, "Okay, it's been four days. Why don't have my car back?" <laughs> I said, "Well, what?" She goes, "They're just now got the authorization at the body shop to give an estimate on what needs to be done." I said, yeah, that's how it works. This is a long process. She mm-hmm. goes, they've had my car four days. What are they doing? I said, do you realize that even after the estimate, then they got to tell, tell the insurance company the estimate. It may take a day or two for some guy to approve your estimate. Then they're going to get it back to those guys. and the, Then they're going to call you from the body shop and go, yeah, we got the estimate back. You're all approved. Uh, we're going to get you taken care of. Then you get put in rotation. Well, and you have to order parts. Oh, God, we know that. Then the parts are going to be wrong. Half of them are going to be wrong. And then they're going to be like, well, you know, our painter's sick today. She goes, well, how long am I going to be on my car? She goes, don't tell me I'm going to be without my car another week. At least. I said said another week. No, I won't tell you that. I thought (laughs) she had like on her insurance to rent and get a rental car. She does not have that. Nothing. Oh. She said she's going to get that next time. So I said, I, I said, I promise you, I, I will not tell you that you're going to be without your car another week. She goes, oh, good. I said, you're going to be out your car <laughs> at least two more weeks. So and she turned into one of those snotty brat kids like, oh. I can't believe this. I pay good money for my insurance. Why is it? I'm like, oh, my God, this is a Karen in the making. I was, <laughs> well, she is a millennial. I no, was, is she? You know, she's the tail end of Gen, Gen Z. Z. Okay, yeah. I don't care. I was just mad. I was just completely like, just shut up. This is the way the world works. She goes, well, how am I going to get to work every day? Oh, then you know what she did? There's many people that don't have cars. She called me today and she said, okay, I've tried everything, but I have. I need to ride Saturday to work and home. You got to pick me up from my work and you know it's 30 miles outside of town. She wanted me to be there Saturday night at nine o'clock. Uh, no, you have a live stream. I have a bottom of the glass nation show. I and said, how'd that go over? She goes, I said, I can give you a ride to work around 10 or 11, 
but I, I cannot pick you up after nine. You know, I said, I will be in my show and I will be drinking. And she goes, I can't believe you're going to choose your friends in that stupid bottom of the glass <laughs> show over your daughter. Uh, yes. She said, this, this is what she said. She goes, I thought I meant more to you than that. Oh, here we go. And I said, yeah, so did I. <laughs> and she got mad and hung up there's lots of people that don't have cars that to get to and from work she also doesn't work where the buses go she works at a farm 30 miles does she not have town. a boyfriend yeah but he's he's not that into her <laughs> as we've learned has somebody informed her that i've tried but I can't tell her anything. And whenever I open my mouth about that, I clearly don't know shit. So I've left it alone. Talking about priorities. She's asking where your priorities are. I'd be asking where this guy's priorities are. She was so mad when I told her. I said, yeah, I'm just not doing it. I'm going to do the show. And she was mad, mad, mad. I said, look, man, I'm not missing that. I don't get to talk to my friends that often. I can't move the schedule, you know. So. No, and they know that we go live six out of uh, seven days a week at night. Like, right. there's like it, an hour or two where mom and dad are busy. <laughs> right. I put a lot into this and I don't, it's a routine. Right. We've all learned what it is on right. Facebook and on YouTube. We got a thing down. We do what we're doing. I'm not messing with it. I really don't want to mess with it. And she's like, well, it's for me. I thought I was important. Mm, yeah, not so much. <laughs> um, yes. Ah, okay. Wait, wait, one more thing. What? You also heard from our other, it was your turn this time to hear from our daughters. So, Which, yeah. so our older daughter, we've talked about her before. She lived with us, her and our granddaughter, for like six months. Yeah. Married to the Marine down in Camp Pendleton. Right. Marine went on deployment. They, they lived here. Now they are living happily ever after. Well, the in problem an apartment. was when they came back, she was like, okay, you said we were going to get a house. Right. And it was going to be on base. And she wanted to be back with all of her friends down in Camp Pendleton. Because that's what he'd been telling her this whole time he was in Japan. That is right. Well, okay, we're not doing that, but we're still getting a house. And she wasn't happy, but the converse, she got through the conversation. Two weeks later, okay, not a house. It's going to be an apartment, but it's going to be more like a townhouse. <laughs> really not happy. Got through that conversation. Next conversation, okay, not a townhouse per se, just an apartment, but one really close to Pendleton. You can still see your friends. And you have to realize before he went on deployment, they were on like a in a three bedroom, two bath on base, a house on her, base. Yeah. So that's how much stuff they had. Yeah. And now we slowly were downsizing. So now where do they where do they live now? How far they got an apartment? How was it close to base? Like you probably oh well, to define close, we have well, to ask him. It's okay. forty five minutes to an hour if drive. Your missile hit. Camp Pendleton, yeah, they'd be dead. But I'm talking about driving. <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour so one not way. So close to all of her friends. No. So she she went from he went from promising her a house on base to uh, a house off base to a townhouse to an apartment close to to now we just got this little apartment 45 minutes away. Deal with it. And what'd she say to you today about the apartment? She, well, the, she was happy. She didn't like the apartment, but apparently. He hates being in an apartment. Really? Now that he's in the apartment and he has no garage, no front yard, no backyard, it is driving him fucking nuts. He is just beside himself. And she's looking at him going, good, you deserve a little bit of this because <laughs> this is good for you. Well, <laughs> so she, she called me just to gloat that his decision was making him miserable. 
<laughs> and the saga continues. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, listen. Since you started bitching at me, oh, you have to stop buying that stupid soap in our shower. Don't use that soap. What other soap is there? There's another bar of soap. That's, I have okay, I have goat milk soap. That's girly soap. That other don't soap. touch it. No, that's the, why it's pink. No, the other soap is girly soap that smells like perfume. No, it's not. It's like Dove or something. And Dove is one quarter moisturizing. What do you want? The charcoal I soap? I don't need to moisturize my skin. Oh, fine. yes, you do. <laughs> no, you bought that pink soap. And I'm telling you, the only way to describe this to you, listen. That's the goat milk soap. Okay, don't touch listen, it. it uh, imagine that brick of soap with a piece of rubber built into it. Okay, so as you like, as you're taking the 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 soap and you like go across your arm, let's say, the rubber part, it's slippery, it's lathery, and all of a sudden as you're going across your your skin, the rubber part catches, and if you're not really gripping the soap hard, it pops out of your hand, onto the ground, over and over and over. So then you end up gripping the soap really hard, which is no good because then it's popping out of your hand because you're gripping it too hard. It's, I don't know where you get this soap. This is ridiculous fucking soap. Okay. Now I understand what happened to me in the shower. So you must have used my soap and you came out of your hands and it went to the bottom of the shower and it stuck on the shower floor so hard. I couldn't get it off. Literally, I am like using all my might and I'm like, (laughs) seriously, and I'm putting hot water on it, and it's not coming off. I, you have weird soap. That is not a normal. Stop th- using my soap. Okay, that is not normal for so- that is not normal behavior for soap. Soap should not stick to a shower like that. The Dove soap is there in the soap dish for you. It smells like perfume, and it's one quarter moisturizing cream. I read the ad. Oh my gosh! Then I'll get you good old Irish Spring. There you go. Yeah. That's for men. I've seen the commercial. Yeah, you have that charcoal soap too. I'll take the charcoal. The soap. pine tar. Okay, just so you know, I have I almost play a game with that stupid soap, your rubber soap, because I count the seconds before it slips out of my hand. It's like playing hacky sack. One, two, three. You want to see how far you can go kicking okay. a hacky sack? This is what I do with your soap. Start scrubbing my shoulders, scrub my chest, scrub my arms, and it gets like 14, 15 seconds out of my hands. This day forward, don't touch my soap. Then put some soap in there I can use. Uh, you are you just pissing me off. That time. wasn't in negotiation, so you know, bring no. it to the bring it to the board. <laughs> I gotta wait till next April to get You just might. I have to wait till contract negotiations next April to get soap. Okay, well, that's a little uncalled for. Keep notes. <laughs> well, at least you've stopped writing on the glass. I haven't seen that in a while. Because your rubber soap doesn't write on the glass very well. Oh, it does work. It does not work very it's well. It's beautiful. At all. It leaves these faded lines. You can't see them. Aww. Now that's what the Dove soap is good for. For oh, writing can, on the glass. I can I can do I can do artwork on the glass with Dove. It comes out perfectly. Yeah, I can see. It. <laughs> you know, back in the day when you get mad at me, he'd be really angry with me out of the <laughs> shower. He'd take the bar of soap and write on the mirror. I he'd did. like cuss me out or something on yeah. the. <laughs> And then I'd go to work and you'd come back upstairs and, there's and go, this, whatever. There's a paragraph on the mirror. Yeah, of, for me to read. Yeah. And I'd leave it there. I'd be like, okay. Oh, you know, you always pretend you're so smug, like nothing bothers you. It does. You always pretend with the kids. Not anymore. You pretend with me. You used to, oh, that doesn't. You know, we first got married. That shit, it bothered you. And then I was like, okay, he's being 12. He's having a little temper tantrum. Just let him go. Because I'm writing with soap on the mirror. Out of vengeance. You know what? If writing with a bar of soap on a mirror in a bathroom is 12-year-old, then I don't want to be a teenager. That's graffiti. It is 
it is getting a message across. You have your version and I have the truth. Oh, for God's sakes. I Okay, I'm done with this podcast if you don't stop beating the shit out of me. Everything you're kicking the shit out of me about. So uh, we took Elvira to get her first... Uh, oil change. Oil change, yeah. yeah. I don't know if she liked that or not. I don't know. You drove it both ways. I don't know. You made me I didn't drive, drive it both ways. Uh, yes, you did. No, I didn't. I drove oh, the... Oh, you drove the Yukon. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like taking a dog to a vet. <laughs> <laughs> when you take your car back to the dealership. It's like, don't nick it, don't touch it, don't make it cry. <laughs> yeah, Give her a wash. Well, we, get a free, we had a free oil change there. And the little car wash. And the little car wash, yeah. So... Well, she wasn't there very long, so she didn't miss this. No, it's just that the guy is just, he's so irritating that the guy who was a service writer, you know, I said, hey, I'm here for an oil change. He goes, well, we're pretty backed up. Now, this was what, like at 1030 in the morning we dropped it off? Yeah, on our po- we had an we appointment. We had an appointment at 130, and I go, yeah, it's okay, I'm early. He goes, well, you may, you may think you're early. <gasps> I was like, no, I have an appointment at 130. He goes, okay, well, you can drop it off if you want, but it's going to be a while. I said... Okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the dealership. I'm going to go run some errands, probably have lunch with my wife, and then I'll come back. Well, if you come back and I'm gone, I can't I can't text you because I'll be at lunch. I don't want you to text I was like, me. You're the only person who could <laughs> give me the keys to my car back. This is just an oil change. This isn't rocket science. Just let me know when it's done. He's like, well, you know, if you're going to wait, I said, again, I'm not waiting. He goes, okay, well, if you decide to wait, there's a waiting room over here. I said, yeah. Wait, I'm did not, he not hear you? At the very end of this, he prints out the ticket, to, has me go sign it, and he writes in big letters for the mechanic, waiter. What? Customers waiting. He writes in big letters. I said, okay, you did hear me say f- a few times, I'm not waiting. I'm not staying here. He, did, he just, <sighs> just couldn't Unbelievable. get I don't know. Those service writers, I think when I picked it up, she was a little short with me too. Like, what's your last name? Yeah. What do you have here? Do you know where your car's parked? I'm like you were talking to the cashier. Oh yeah, I was talking to the cashier, but she was short with me then too. Maybe they just don't like us there. Man, last name? <laughs> oh, then they go. Do who was the person you spoke to? I'm like, I don't know. My husband dropped it off. It was yeah, I don't remember either. I, well, anyways, was, I go. What does that matter? You. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? You, we don't know who gave the keys to. You're keeping it. Sorry, you don't know who you left it with. And then she's like, car. Do you know where your car's parked? I go. I think I passed it on the way in. She goes, Yep, you're right. <laughs> I was like, well, the, okay. the fuck did you just ask me? Give me my fucking keys. Man, and then uh, you still have to sign. I know you have to release card, but I had to sign for a zero balance. Yeah. But maybe that's why she was mad, because we didn't have to spend any money on the first one. Yeah, well, they made enough on the purchase, so who cares? Uh, anyway, she's, yeah. she's filled with the new oil, hopefully. Yeah, it's got washed. How do you out? know that they actually did it? Because I drove home and pulled a stick on it. Ah, see, you did. <laughs> that's stupid. They, you think a real mechanic changed the oil on that? No, they have a quick lube section on the back of the dealership where they got four teenagers working as fast as they can on stuff. Really? Oh yeah. All dealerships do that. They, they tell you, well, we're going to have your oil change in here with one of our highly trained mechanic. It pays 0.5 for a mechanic to do that for his, if he's making, let's say a mechanic makes $30 an hour. You're you're on flat rate. You're on flag time. So you get 0.5 for that oil change. You get half an hour of pay. Whether it takes you a half hour or two hours. It takes you, you could have it done in 10 minutes. So you still make your half hour. Okay. But you have to walk out back, get the car, get the truck, drive it in, rack it, raise it up in the air, drain the oil, do all the servicing, and then put it back outside 
and bring the keys up front and say you're done. Is that considered your 30 minutes from the time you drive it in? Well, take all day if you want, but you're only getting 30 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. So if he's making $30 an hour, he's getting $15 to change that. I'll take as long as you fucking want. Drive it around the block sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're getting $15. So you're in a hurry, and there's no way you're going to get it done in 30 minutes if it's parked really far away. Yeah. So they don't do that. They don't have a mechanic do that. They just go through the... They have a loop. They have like four lube racks, and they got just teenagers working in there just as fast as they can. Drain and fill, drain and fill, rotate the tires, top off the tires, check the fluids, clear the codes as fast as they can. Yeah, those fuckers miss shit. So your advice to everybody out there when they take it to the dealership well, if to... You, if you want to... And um, I know I know these guys are not totally incompetent at our dealership, but if you want to, and anytime you go to a dealership, you can tell them I want a specific mechanic to change my oil, and they have to have they have to make a real mechanic do it. You can resp- you can specify I want this. If I see this over on the lube rack, I'm going to come on fucking glued, and they don't know if you're going to sit and watch or not. So they will get they'll put it in rotation for a regular mechanic to do the job, even if the regular mechanic doesn't want to. Well, my other thing is. And speaking of women out there, if uh, if a woman takes her car in to get her oil changed, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's the dealership or anything, how would they know? How would they know that it got actually done? You don't. Like, There's no way to know. If you, unless you know how to open up your hood and check your oil, you can definitely, if you check your oil going into the dealership, and uh-huh. you check it after they're done, the oil will look clean. I mean, amazingly different. So you will so know the difference oh, if yeah. you can check the dipstick. Yeah, if you know how to check the dipstick, it'll look so much. If you could learn that, if everybody out there could just learn how to pull the stick, look at it, wipe it off, put it back in, and you were questioning if they actually changed your oil, there's that's an easy way to tell. There's no way they could hide that. You know what's so sad is that we have to double check everything these days because yeah. everybody wants to cut corners. Yeah. Do you want to know another dealership trick? When I was in, I, I'm sure it's the same now. Dealerships have the ability to do extra stuff for you on your car if they like you. They can rotate your tires for free. They can give you a little something, something for free. Service manager and service riders and mechanics, they all, yeah, I'll just do this. Let me take care of this for you. Yeah, if you want them to return, why not? Well, if you buy your car, let's say let's say you and I went down to Long Beach to buy our GMC truck. Okay. Because some a dealership down in Long Beach had a great price, and our local dealership was too high priced, and we didn't want to pay that much money. So we drive down there, we buy it. When we come back, you know what the first thing you should do is? What's that? Change your license plate frame. Oh, because that tells you because where you're Because if it gone. says Long Beach GMC on the license plate frame, they know you you chose not to buy at that dealership. You get put on the back burner. Your parts don't come in. If there's if 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 four cars have the same part come in and there's six cars, two cars aren't going home that day because there's not enough parts. They ordered parts, but only four parts came in. They needed six parts to fix six cars. Guess who's going to be one of the cars that doesn't get fixed? Yours, because <laughs> you bought it in Long Beach. Interesting. So if you have, they will not, there are dealerships that will not wash your car for free. They will not give you, they will not dump an ashtray. They will not vacuum out a car. They will do nothing extra for you if they see the license plate frame says that you bought it at another dealership. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's a giveaway. Yep. So the first thing you do is change it to a personalized plate. Or if you really want to go in and get one of their dealership plates. 
smart. Go to the parts department and ask for one. Listen to that. A little insider dealership information. Didn't know that, did you? Stop. <laughs> yeah, but we, when you owned your shop, you went above and beyond for your customers as a mechanic. I thought it was awesome because you trained our boys to do it all the time. Yeah, the boys you, always cleaned the ashtrays. You, 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 what was you, the other thing? You washed you, it. Well, and you take, uh, you, you take two good rags, two clean rags, cover them with window cleaner because it's safe, and do all the door handles, the steering wheel, the shifter, Wipe everything down one time. Take a vacuum, a shop vac. Hit the floors real quick. Hit the ashtray real quick. You can't. Be- you wouldn't believe how much of a difference that makes. And then when our shop was really going, and I had a lot of people working there, I would have one. I made arrangements with the car wash down the street. Right, I remember that. And I would have every car as soon as we're done. I had one kid there drive it through the car wash. Drive it through the car wash. Never charge anybody. But when they came back, their car was not only repaired, but it was washed and it was vacuumed out. And that made such a difference for people, just that little bit of extra. And it didn't cost that much. I think I ended up um, getting the car washes because I was doing them in bulk for five bucks. You know, the guys, yeah, I run it through for five bucks. All right. But it's really nice because, I mean, I know mechanics do their best to not get the car dirty or get grease and everything. But then you always have that one oops kind of thing. And it's always nice to come back and go, yeah. It's nice. The I car just, was washed. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure that if there's a way to give it back to the customer, that was what I tried to do. Yeah, I thought it that made, was a nice touch. It made a huge difference. I thought it was very, very cool. So you, I, you know, the last live stream, I'm switching gears again. You talked about a story. What? I don't know. What's what do you mean a story? About about the the picket story, the thing about your orb or whatever. Oh, Did you yeah, figure yeah. out what that was? No. I've gone all the way through two, the the first, the the Joe Pickett series is two seasons long. Okay. There's one more episode I'm waiting for. In the very first episode, yeah. they show some floating orb in the forest like a disco ball. One guy says, what the fuck is that? Nobody else sees it. Nobody else talks about it. It's only on screen for 20 seconds. I am now at the end of season two waiting for the last episode to drop. They have not talked about it. There has been nothing supernatural in the story. There has been no unanswered questions so far. You're how what weird. Is it there for? What is I don't it, what know. What is it there for? I went back and looked at it again and go, yeah, it's, a, there's a, it's, like, it's like a ball. It's like one of the disco balls you had in Rollerama. I have to Starlight. see that. You're going to have to show me. And it's just, it's in this scene. It's hanging in the forest. And uh, it never comes up again. Okay. It's almost like they started it and said, okay, that's a dumb idea. We're rewriting the whole series. Leave that in because we've already shot it, but we're not doing it. We're not going down that road. That's interesting. I wonder if it's going to be picked up for a third season. Somebody watch Joe, 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 Joe Pick- Pickett. Joe Pickett. The fr- it's kind of a, it's a game warden, but you, you saw it justify with Raylan Givens. Right. Raylan Givens is one cool mofo. I love that show. And, a, and he's cool. Yes. Kate. I could watch that series over and over. This and over. is his dorky twin. <laughs> His shorter, <laughs> dorky brother or cousin. He, uh, there's well, he almost, is from Kentucky. He has glimpses where you're like, uh, oh, Raylan Gibb. Oh, never mind. No. <laughs> uh, okay. But he's got glimpses, and then there's that ball. Oh, my gosh. That's what you wanted to ask me about? That's well, I was just thinking about your story time, and then you had movie ideas, and you were just like. Well, the movie ideas were, were yeah. I told in the live stream. I told I, I told everybody in the live stream. I have two movie ideas. One of them was about a guy who watches a movie. You know, let's say let's say they they went over to the beaches of Normandy right now in 2023 and filmed um, a war documentary, 
And what if when you watch the movie, what about if, the, what if there was a guy who, when he watched the movie, he could see things that weren't there while they were filming? What if he could see the movie set on Normandy Beach and all the actors and all the props and all the equipment, but he could also see the real people from 1944? What if he could see things in the movie from the past? Oh, that's kind of creepy. So every movie he watches, wherever it was filmed, he's like, oh my God, what was that? And they say, oh, we filmed it out in the desert. Well, do you know there's two guys with a shovel and they're burying something out there? Like, no, there wasn't. We were just out there filming. Hmm. No, no, there's two guys. Kind of a time travel element. Yeah, like he can see if the cameras happen to be pointing in a direction, he can see through time and see in the movie what no one else can see. That was a good premise. Yeah, right? that's pretty cool. I like the that one. The other one was that there's an island. This guy crashes on this island. Okay. And it's modern times. And it's not a super small island, but it's not, you know. Is it inhabited? No, just him. Okay. Uh, got animals. And he's not too, he's probably could get rescued because every now and then he sees a ship, but he's really having, it's way out in the distance and he can't get their attention. And all of a sudden he finds a cave on one side of the islands and he's like walking up to this cave. He looks at it, it's a big cave. And he happens to notice something like a crab walking in front of him before he goes in. He notices three birds, three seagulls flying like in a weird formation. Like, yeah, that's a triangle. And the crab walking. He goes into the cave, not very far. He walks out of the cave and he sees the crab walking in the same direction where it was. He sees the seagulls coming from the same direction in the same formation. And he learns that when he walked a few feet into the cave, he came back out and time had gone back about 30 minutes. And the deeper he walks into the cave and comes out, time goes backwards. So if he walks pretty far into the cave, he comes back out, he's a month back in time. Still on the island or Still somewhere island. else? No, he's, in the, he's on the island. He's, he just comes back out. The only thing difference is he's not there. The other him isn't there. That's the only thing that's different. Oh, that's kind of weird. So then, where do you come up with this shit? In the shower. Haven't we talked about the ideas oh I come up with in the gosh. shower? Oh my god! So then he walks to the other side of the island, and there's another cave that does the opposite. You go forward in time. So now, if he he's like, I'm lost. I don't know where he goes in and out, trying to juggle time really far back, really far forward, really far back. Now he's just trying to get back to his regular time, but he can't tell where he's at. He's on an island. He can't tell if he's three years in the future or three years in the past because he's gone to each cave so many times and gone deeper and shallower and deeper. He can't tell where he's at. So you want to do a movie, a two-hour movie of just going in and out of the cave? No, no. But think of all the stuff you could see. What if you went all the way to the back of the cave? Way back. What if there is no back? And you come out. Well, you, maybe you never find the back. But what if you come all the way out and now there's Japanese soldiers from, from World War II on your island? Mm. And you're like, holy shit, I got to run to the other side of the island. I got to get back in that forward cave. I got to get out of here. Right? Don't pass you, go. Don't collect $250. What if you go to the other side and you go to the back of the forward cave and forward time and you go back so far, now there's really weird creatures on the island when you come out. You're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Let me. Then you got to get to the other, to the other side of the island, get to the time reverse cave and go back. Okay. You see where this is going? Yes. That's... I realize you need this, to stop this, taking a shower in our shower. <laughs> this is brilliance. This Go is, shower somewhere else. This, come on. It's not going to rub off on you. This is good stuff. 
It is. It's pretty interesting. Okay, then. Yeah. You know, there's people out there right now, they pulled their cars over on the side of the road, and they're writing this shit down. They're going to steal my ideas. <laughs> there's Hollywood execs. You know what? Here's what just happened. There was some dude who was going into Hollywood to one of the big studios. Oh, here we go. And he ha he was going to get fired today because today was his deadline to come up with an idea. He couldn't come up with one. He had one. to pitch something he today. He had to pitch something today. And on his way in, he heard the podcast, he wrote it down, and he kicked in the doors and said, I have saved the company. I guess we'll find out. I have an idea. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. See what happens. So everybody write this down. That was my oh shit, my and that asshole took it, whoever that asshole <laughs> <laughs> Um. So we went on a day date yesterday. Oh, we haven't had a day date in, in a while. a long time. I know. The studio has been consuming us. Yeah, we did. Well, we went to lunch, among other things, but we grabbed some lunch at, at Applebee's. Yeah. And we had a new bartender oh, slash waiter yesterday. Josh or something was his name. I don't know. He seemed all right. But he used the word. He would, everything he did, he said the perfect. Word. He said perfect. He used the P word. He goes, what do you have? And I said, I like uh, Mountain Dew. And he goes, oh, perfect. Then he comes back. He goes, you want an appetizer? I said, can I get some pretzels? Oh, it's perfect. Oh, he I got the talking to. lost my shit. <laughs> Halfway through, I go, dude, come here. I go, what is with you? Is everything perfect around here? And he goes, what are you talking about? Fucking millennial. I said, you have literally told me that every decision I'm making is perfect. I ordered the perfect drink, ordered the perfect appetizer. You ordered your steak. He goes, oh, perfect. How would you like that prepared? You said medium rare. He goes, oh, that's perfect. Is is everything perfect or are you just out of fucking words? You know what he said? You remember what he said? I used to say awesome all the time. Now I don't say. Remember he said that? Yeah, awesome. He goes, Gnarly. I said awesome cool. all the time. Now, now I don't say awesome anymore. I said, well, if you have more than one word, why not mix it up? Why am I suffering? Great choice. Yeah. Anything but perfect. So the 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 sounds good. The table next to us heard it and they yelled it in for something. Hey, perfect boy or something. <laughs> Can I get a napkin? Yeah, that's what perfect. <laughs> there are now perfect napkins. And there's perfect customers because hey, perfect boy. Oh Can I get a napkin? God. That's right. That's what he yelled for. That's awesome. <laughs> I should have yelled at them. Quit listening to my conversation, asshole. Yeah, well, they didn't. Well, Anyways, you know, I got a problem with I don't understand something. And this you haven't been doing this our whole marriage. This is something brand new you just came up with, and I can't figure it out, but it's irritating the shit out of me. Oh, please tell. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you want me to. We sat down to eat at Applebee's this time, and you said, and I ordered my pretzels and cheese. We both ordered a drink, pretzels and cheese. And then you said, are you ordering a meal? And I said, oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know why. And you're like, well, I want to order a steak, but I only want to eat a steak if you're ordering dinner or lunch too and i went i don't know what's the difference and i don't know what the big deal was why would you if you're hungry that's when you decide to order something but but usually it's just the way i was raised usually an appetizer is brought to the table and you wait till all the appetizers done then everybody orders a main okay so what if the appetizers is all i wanted that's why I asked. If that, that's why I said to you, I go, are you going to order something after this? Because I'll wait for you. If you would have said no, I would have went, okay, then I'll just go ahead. I didn't want you eating alone, like eating your burger. Wait a minute. This was for my benefit? You didn't want me eating alone? I find that very hard to believe that you're that considerate. Wasn't that sweet of me? 
That was the I was thinking of you, you so sitting in a restaurant of shit. And that I didn't want you shoveling a hamburger <laughs> in your mouth while I watched you. Oh, I see. So if you would have felt bad if you'd have ordered the steak at the same time I ordered my my pretzels and we'd have finished at the same time, if I'd have gone ahead and ordered a hamburger after that. Or I might have to get a dessert at that moment. You know, I was trying to to figure out what I was doing. I needed because, a game plan. Well, you've you've we we have a routine. We've been married a lot of years, and all of a sudden, I'm throwing this curveball. Like, well, okay, what are you asking? Can don't I, I let? Don't I, I, I make order? life interesting? Can I not order? Should I order? Should I? I didn't know if I should order or not. Let's because, deviate out of the norm. I really flustered you, huh? Look at, man, can't we just get along here? I'm I'm perfectly fine with just, I'll do me and you do you. So on Monday, after the world show, are you still taking me on our uh, little day date? To the what? local casino member? You told me we were going to oh, go on a day date. Oh, I tell you all sorts of shit when I'm trying to get some badonkadonk. I don't know. That's just rude. What? Yeah, I'll take you, I guess. What? Where, we go? where do you want to go? We don't have a local casino. Yeah, we do up in Porterville. Eagle Mountain. That is not considered local. 45 minutes. Uh, the Indian Reservation. They have food up there? Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you make the thing with like feathers above your head? You put both hands, you put Just all your fingers sure. straight Indian. up. Indian. Tule River. Tule River. Uh, all Reservation. Right. All right, I'll go. From our from our buddy uh, I mean, Johnny Nito. I, yeah, rental car rental Johnny. Okay, uh, I would love to have date night after the world show with you. and Date go. night? Date day? Date day, whatever. I'll go. I said I'd go. Wow, don't be all excited about spending the I, day with me. I didn't even know that's what we were doing. You're like throwing this at me now. I, that's bullshit. We talked about it because we talked about going Sunday on our day off. And then I, I was like, no. remember anything when I'm trying to get badonkadonk. I don't remember what Unbelievable. Does anybody want to go on a day date with me on Monday? Damn you just and hit your noise-canceling breasts. I can't hear anything. I'll just ask somebody else to go with me. Go ahead. No one's going to go with you. Oh, I'm sure I'll get some emails. GenXMom at GenXTalks.com. <laughs> it's, it's Day Thursday. date Monday. Thursday. No one's going to be able to go with you in three days. You think they're going to jump on a plane from the East How Coast? How much you want to bet? No one's going to. How much you want to bet? You still haven't finished the one bet that you lost. So how much you want to bet? I will I have. I tried to do that, and you put it off. I tried to pay up on the the the. Actually, I sabotaged that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was all ready to go. Shut the yes, front door. You won the bet. You don't have to swim naked in the pool. You get to go to Hobby Lobby. Yep, but and you haven't made it because we're broke right now. You got to wait till I got to. Let me go cash in my aluminum. Yeah, can. I'm looking at what broke is. <laughs> then I'll take you. <laughs> I'm sitting in broke. Quit staring at me. I'm sitting in broke. <laughs> <sighs> All right, whatever. I don't give a shit. Yes, you do. What? I'm going. I said I'd go. Oh, God. Unless someone relieves me. <laughs> if they send you the email, <laughs> then I guess here's I don't 20, like you right now. Here's $20. You kids go have some fun. I don't like you right now. <laughs> I'm going to order a pizza. <laughs> so how do you... So I'm changing the subject. What? How do you think Gen Z kids um, adapting to world out of high school... I mean, it hasn't hit them yet because uh, nobody's gone back to school yet. But the, the the funny thing is, is you know, as we watch all of our kids, this we've watched seven of them graduate and move on and see what they do and how they react. Um, I think he's looking at the world with as much apprehension as I've ever seen a person do. Well, it's kind of overwhelming. I mean, it's so 
let's just think back. You, I mean, now that I think back when we graduated, you don't realize like all those doors that are just ready to be opened. You know, no. it's like, do I go there? Do I do this? Do I do that? What do I do? I need to make a suit. It's like your mind is just racing, trying to figure out, see, and time keeps moving. But when we graduated, it all seemed like there was endless possibilities. I just wanted to go. I didn't I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing, but man, I was ready to just go take on the world and see what happened. Yeah, I was trying to do work and school. I was trying to do a little bit of everything and juggling all because I wanted to experience everything. Yeah, but you asked a question about the kid. Yeah, so what, how is he? He's got apprehension. He looks at his friends who graduated last year. Most of them, their plans didn't turn out like they thought and they're struggling. He's looking at some of the kids that he graduated with himself this year, and all of a sudden their plans are getting the rug pulled out from under going, ooh, that's not working out. And all of these kids that he's brought up to me, and there's probably kids that are doing fine, but all the kids he brought up that are struggling, it turns into struggles at home. All these kids with their plans to go work, go to school, move away, go do these things, when the plans start to crumble, all of a sudden it's affecting them back home. He's coming to me going, hey, remember when I told you about this kid with this thing in the school? Yeah. Well, still still messed up, but now he's fighting with his parents mm -hmm. because they're like, well, you're going to be here. You're going to get a job and you're going to do chores. You're going to pay rent. You're going And he's, the, he's watching them get sucked under. Yeah, and he's got a couple friends that are going away to college. You know, that's a whole nother thing in itself, too. Like, friends, really close friends, are getting ready to leave. Yeah. They're moving away, and those he's watching that. that working. Yes, but those are, he's watching them or, walk away. I shouldn't say their plans are working out, yeah. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, is they're walking away temporarily from his life. Like, they're yeah, going no. to be gone for a little bit. That has to be weighing on him, too. It's like it has to be. To life's changing around him. Um I don't know. It'll be interesting, especially when school starts up again. Well, when I tell you he's got apprehension, that's the best word to describe where he's at. He's looking out his front door going, I'm not sure what to do here. Even though he's got a plan, he signed up for college. He's got his classes. He knows what he's doing. He's got his car. He's got his work, you know, his job stuff here. He's, he's got a plan, but he's got apprehension. Oh, He's well. worried about what's going on. So I'm just saying. That's, you know, uh, that's well, I understand. I'm, I understand. It's a lot. And how is he feeling about the studio? I didn't. I haven't really talked to him. So how's well, he feeling about the studio and Gen X talks? He and said it was. Now he had his hands in all of this. You know. Yes, he did. When it was pulling, when it was drilling holes through the studs and pulling wire, yeah. he did it. Mm -hmm. When it was installing the electrical outlets, he did it. When it was the lighting, he and as, uh, he helped. I mean, he didn't do he it. learned a lot from you and Lion. Yeah, a he lot. Did, did a ton of stuff. So he's had his hands in screwing everything, nailing everything together, pushing all the pieces around. And even today, th th remember this thing started last October. Yes, it did. We were supposed no, to be really? done October. Yes. And here we are. And he's like, this is way more work than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. You know, with the city and the building inspector and keeping things to code, all the way down to right now when we're like, okay, we need chairs. We got to paint the desk at the table. It just, it's, we're, we're functioning. But he sits here and he says, I had no idea how hard this was going to be and how long it was going to take. Now his part is he loves it because I go in the house when I'm done out here at the end of the day and I'm exhausted from sitting here, I close the door. I, 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 I like clock out and I go, I go home, I go home to you. Mm -hmm. When I go in the house, he comes out here and he'll play for four or five hours with his friends online. He'll do, you know, Gen X talks gaming 
He does a level up program for Facebook. Then he shuts that part down and just does hang out with his friends. He loves it. He can scream and yell out here because we built it soundproof. Can't hear him. He's got the fastest internet of any of his friends on a dedicated <laughs> line. Oh, he loves it. There's parts of it he really loves. Yeah. So I don't know. That's about all I know from that. But I, I tell you, other than um, <laughs> I hurt right now so bad sitting here. I'm dying. And you I need know your chair. I do need my chair. I got to get out of this wheelchair, but um, it's partially because um, what I uh, I tripped over my shoelaces the other day. Yeah, I. You know, you said something about that. You were like, whatever. Well, you, I I started I started apologizing to you because I actually broke a door frame in the house and you didn't know. And I you did what? I you went out in the garage and I didn't know. I thought you were in the laundry room. I was going to the bathroom. I tripped on my shoelaces because my boots were untied. <laughs> Didn't your mother tell you to tie your shoes? I should have tied them or at least tucked them into my boots, but I tripped and I fell into the door frame going into the bathroom and I broke the frame. It pushed it in. I grabbed it and I pulled it back into place and you can't really tell. You can't see the crack because it's behind the frame. So I started yelling, apologizing to you. <laughs> Honey, I'm okay. Don't come running because it had to have shook the whole house. Don't, I just, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll be out in a minute. I went to the bathroom and came out. Then you came back in the house. I didn't know you were gone. I thought you heard the crash. I thought you heard my apology from the other room. So when you come out of the laundry room, and I start talking. That's when you said, what are you talking about? And I said, I tripped over my boots. And you're like, dumbass or something. And you walked away. There was not a disturbance in the force. Okay? I realized you missed the whole thing. So I didn't tell you anymore. I didn't say one more thing. I just like, oh my God, she didn't hear anything. She didn't hear me crash. She didn't hear the apology. She doesn't know the door frames broke. All she heard was me come out of the bathroom. She must have been in the garage. You missed all of it. Well, I guess... That's a good thing. Oh, yeah, because now I go by your rule. What happens our entire marriage, whenever I find something cracked or broken in the house and I get mad, what happened here? What do you- That happened a long time ago. There you go. That's the fucking line. You and the kids always go, oh, that happened a long time ago, Dad. That's been like that for years. So what's the point? If, if I find something, I have to catch it right when it happens, or I'm not allowed to get mad. I'm not allowed to How's do this turning into you getting on me? Because you missed me running into it, so you can't ask about it. All I can say is- I don't give a it shit. It happened a long- You have to. I damaged our house. What's wrong with you? I don't give a shit. Oh, my God. How, how did I choose you to get married to? You know what? If opposites attract, good God. All right. Fine, I'll take it where it is. I can't deal with you anymore with stuff like this. You, you, you. If you're not going to find things that are important, that are obviously important, then I, I can't be married to you anymore. This is just dumb. Okay, here we go again. Well, this is ridiculously stupid. If you know what, if you would have, if you would have seen me fall and break the door frame, you'd have been angry as hell. But well, now, I, I'm sorry you hurt yourself. That I've snuck around you kind of a little bit with it. Now you're like, nah, I don't care. It's no big deal. You're playing it off. It's not you. I know it's not you. You're worried about... You're going to go check. The next chance you get, you're going to go check. Okay. I don't think so, but all right. <laughs> I've had eight kids running through the house and a husband. I'm sure there's lots of things that are broken around there. Oh, my God. All right, listen. I got to go. We got to get out of here. It's been a long time. I don't even know how many minutes we're at anymore. I can't even tell. How come? 
because we've started and stopped this thing so many times it restarts the timer. How would I know? Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure it's been an hour. <laughs> well, I would disagree with you, but you've been right every single time on this. I'm good. Hey, do you know what? Um, oh, we're not stopping. Hang on. I ha- I, okay. I had you a- haven't had an original thought since 1973. This one is a comment on someone else's original thought. The, the comment section is open now if you're listening on Spotify, and there's a way to make those public now. Because if I go through them, I can I can hit publish and it puts the comments up. So if someone's listening on Spotify and they look at an older episode and they go back, comments I can I can oh, post nice. the comments. Yeah. So there I've been doing that. I've been going back and I've been receiving a few emails here and there of people that have picked up our podcast and have just dropped a line and said, Oh, really, really like the podcast. Got so. some of those too. Yeah. It's I like how it's growing and people haven't given up on it. That's good. Although this episode was boring as shit. No, it wasn't. Yeah, we, you know. Well, you you might be boring as shit, but <laughs> I'm not. The only well, the only reason you're gonna think this isn't totally boring is you may get a date out of it on Monday. That's the only good thing that we're gonna came, see, aren't we? <laughs> we'll see. You know who's gonna show up is Two Bear. He's gonna drive up and go. I took Monday off work. Let's go. <laughs> and I would go. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, say goodbye, Gracie. Goodbye. Have a good week, everyone. And her microphone is off. My microphone is still on, so you're stuck with me for another couple seconds. Thank you guys for putting up with us, for tuning in, for following along with the stupidness that goes along uh, with uh, If you had to waste an hour of your day, what better place to waste it than with Gen X Talks Podcast? I can't. I, I was here for the hour. I'm glad you were here for the hour. Even if my hour started before yours, we're all in this together. Wherever you're listening from around the world, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, The podcast wouldn't be anything without you. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. And as always, I'll catch you guys on the flip side.